0: Welcome back to episode five of Roger Speaks, a podcast on leadership, faith, and the wrestling enthusiast. My name is Pedro, and I'm joined as always by the man of the hour, Roger. Roger, how are you doing today?
1: Pedro, how are you, my friend? Doing Happy good. Podcast.
0: <laughs> doing good. It's already February, which blows my mind. Other than that, it's good.
1: Man, uh, we we just in our in our I would hate to say pre-show because that would that would indicate that we would be. Organized enough to have a pre-show. <laughs> but we just a couple, <laughs> just a couple minutes ago, we were talking about the requirement for February the second is to watch Bill Murray's Groundhog Day at least once, multiple times for extra credit. Never watched. And my friend Pedro, go
0: ahead. I never watched it. I have no idea what it is. I know it's about a groundhog.
1: And somebody just clicked off right now. <laughs> <laughs> never so seen I it.
0: I never knew it was a big deal. So
1: oh I just man. Like, well,
0: I just left. Go it. Ahead. No, it's fine. I just left it. I don't know. I've never really seen it. I, I didn't know it was on streaming, but now you you told me that it's on um, Netflix. So I'll probably so. I'll probably go watch it now on February second.
1: You absolutely must. I mean, it is a great movie. Bill Murray is is uh, is Bill Murray. I mean, he's just a, he's a funny guy. I love his movies. Love his work. Um, and man, Groundhog Day. This is a great movie. Great movie. Uh, touching at the end. It's not. You're not going in kind of thinking you know what you're getting yourself into.
0: I, I'm assuming it's like a, sh- a movie that goes back. It keeps going back all the time. Like the same thing over and over again. Correct. Yes.
1: Yeah. So he'll find himself repeating his day over and over and over. And then, uh, you know, I don't want to give it away for you or the listening audience, but uh, the very end is very touching. Very touching. Very, it's, very like, it's like
0: Bruce Almighty. Thought it, You thought he was a, com- a comedy, but then you like years later, you go, man, that's a theological like discussion waiting to happen. <laughs>
1: Yes. Um Jim Carrey's funny, but he's a little weird.
0: So a little, <laughs> weird. a
1: little less a little less weird. But we're all weird. We're all weird. Yeah. Pedro, so we are man, the Super Bowl is about a week away. What yeah. is your take? What are your thoughts?
0: I don't I didn't even know who was playing.
1: <laughs> and that's when we lose the second half of the audience. I I
0: found out I found out um listen, when the Eagles are not playing in a Super Bowl or even any good, I lose interest in the playoffs real quick. But I know Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl again.
1: <laughs> Only Tom Brady. I know See, Tom it's Brady. Tom Brady.
0: Against the refs.
1: Playing another team. That's just what it nah, is. It's, I,
0: I know it's the Chiefs and the, and the Buccaneers. I, I don't really care who wins. Maybe I would want Tampa Bay to win because they're playing at home. And the Lightning won the Stanley Cup as well. So, like, have two teams from Tampa Bay win major sporting championships.
1: And don't forget the Rays. Yeah, but, the they World World lost, but they lost. They lost, but they made it to the World Series. If the Rays cool.
0: had won, that would have been awesome. That would have been like a trifecta. I think that would never have happened ever,
1: period. That would have been, that would have been pretty amazing. The Rays had
0: one job, but they never get their job done. They always <laughs> go to the World Series. They never win. It's a thing.
1: But, so, man, yeah, you had one job, Rays. Come on. <laughs> had come one on. job, just
0: win the World Series, but you couldn't get through, and you ruined it for the entire city of Tampa. Now they're all disappointed. Maybe no. just Pedro. Tom Maybe Brady. Pedro. It's Pedro, uh, it's Pedro before hours.
1: <laughs> you know, it's like it's
0: like after hours, is before hours.
1: Before hours, yes. No, but so Tom I, Brady
0: is a monster. I'm I'm impressed. I, I remember when I, I remember when he went to Tampa, everyone's like, ah, he's done, he's he's over, he's old. And then he goes out there and just like takes him to the Super Bowl. So he just shows how important he is to the team and not really Bill Belichick.
1: Yes. So I uh, know, listen, I, I am a, a Dolphins fan by default. And so we have Tua, which is something to celebrate, but why make the playoffs when it's not necessary? Right. So that's my yeah. philosophy as a playoff, as a Dolphin fan <laughs> playoffs. I don't a playoffs, just more time for me. It's just, you know, yeah. it's, pretty, <laughs> it's, it, it's a you free
0: schedule.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I, so living in Lakeland, so, Tampa Bay is considered the the local team.
0: Okay, that makes sense. So, so, you of sense. see
1: Tampa Bay stuff everywhere you go into Publix. There's a Tampa Bay banner, Bucks banner. Um, we are, from my calculations, according to Google Maps, which Google Maps never lies. Never,
0: it's like a uh, fact.
1: <laughs> never, never. It had one job. And <laughs> um, <laughs> um, according to Google Maps, we're about 45 minutes away, I think, oh, wow. from Raymond James Stadium. So, okay. we're 45 minutes away from.
0: Oh, that's not bad at all. Okay, yeah that that's like me and the Marlins. I'm about forty five, not forty five. That's a lie. I'm like an hour aw- away. You know that traffic
1: ain't no forty five minutes. Yeah, no. Nah, I'm like I'm
0: like f- an fifty five to like an hour minutes away. An hour minutes. Yeah,
1: <laughs> an hour <laughs> 55. minutes.
0: Fifty five
1: and an hour minutes. And that's when yes. we lose
0: the rest of the intellectual people listening.
1: <laughs> and we just lost the other third right there.
0: <laughs> the one hour minutes.
1: Man, so now that it's like you, me, and uh, and my mom, uh, let's go ahead
0: and <laughs> so let's talk about WrestleMania. I I, I I do know that something happened yesterday because we are it's it is Monday, February first, and I know that I don't know anything about wrestling, but I went on my feed on Instagram and I saw that some that was something going on yesterday. Tell us about it, Mr. Wrestling Enthusiast.
1: Oh my goodness! Listen, so for the wrestling enthusiast, um, first of all, WrestleMania is also in Tampa, which is pretty, oh, is it pretty amazing.
0: But is it always so, oh, in Tampa or it moves around?
1: No, it moves around every year. It was supposed to be in Tampa last year. COVID oh, shut that down okay. and ended up being indoors and they ended up doing it in the performance center. Um, but for us in our area, that's a big deal. That's, I mean, tourists, people coming into town, hotels, restaurants yeah, sure. full. Um, so to, uh, Tampa is hosting both Super Bowl and WrestleMania within a span of about four months, <laughs> which is pretty crazy.
0: Well, um, last, wasn't wasn't night, WrestleMania yes. yesterday?
1: No, no, sir. No, sir. No, uh, last night was a Royal Rumble. So, oh, for okay, there you go. Explain, for... Explain the difference. Explain the difference. Um, huh. well, it's kind of, I would consider WrestleMania to be kind of like the Super Bowl. Okay. And uh, I would consider Royal Rumble to be more of a postseason. Okay. I don't know if that makes any sense. Makes kind of, a lot of sets sense. up, yes. The show sets up for WrestleMania. So, that oh. was a, a big deal. So, uh, you know, since we are the wrestling enthusiasts as well for the listening audience. Uh, we have to go there. You just have to say, you have to talk about the Royal Rumble. And so, yeah, show was last night and Royal Rumble, uh, excuse me, WrestleMania is about two months away.
0: Well, okay. So I'll take that back. I thought it was WrestleMania. So, yeah, it's the Royal Rumble. So let me know. Tell me about Royal R- I had no idea what it was. I just saw wrestling and I saw, hey, Roger likes wrestling. I think it's <laughs> WrestleMania because that's all I know.
1: And and just to be sure for the for the listening audience, yes, I, I like wrestling, but I like a lot of other things too. So it's not like,
0: <laughs> well, I, as I was looking over the notes for today, I was like, oh, we can talk about the wrestling thing that I saw on Instagram last night. I'm like, I hope it's okay. And then I was like, I literally wrote, talk about WrestleMania. But then I realized, as you mentioned, I'm like, it's not WrestleMania. It's something else.
1: No, no, no. Yes. Aurora Rumble sets up for WrestleMania, Got the it. winner of that match goes on to wrestle the champion at WrestleMania. So it's a way to it's their way of kind of setting it up. So I would explain it to the non wrestling fan as WrestleMania being the Super Bowl. Got it. Royal Rumble kind of being the postseason. That Got kind of sets it.
0: everything up. Got it. So did you like the, the the winners, I guess, question mark?
1: Um I did. I did. Uh for you know for the the listening audience, man, Edge. Edge was a, an old school guy. He was around back oof, back in the mid to late eighties. Or excuse me, mid to late nineties. He's oh, not wow. that old mid to late 90s, he was around in that heyday. And uh, to see him come back older, because he does look older, his face, he, he's aged in his face, but, uh, man, for him to come back and win it, number one in and then win the whole thing is pretty cool. So I'm happy for him.
0: Cool. Does um, Sasha Banks him, play? The, the <laughs> is Mandalorian?
1: The Mandalorian. That's all I know Grogu from. was there too. Grogu had a match. It was, it was amazing. Was Grogu that he
0: use the force?
1: Yeah. <laughs> didn't have to use the force, you know, didn't you know? He's a tough dude, Uh, but no, it it was a good show. And and you know, I'm, I'm happy to just kind of see things, I I guess, normalize a little bit. Just kind of go back and to see live events and live things. And so kind of, uh, with 2020 happening with everything shutting down, it's kind of happy to see at least to host two major events like that is a big deal. Yeah.
0: I mean, the, the Miami heat have, um, started letting fans back into the stadium. And did you hear about this? I didn't know. They're letting Uh fans back in the stadium. But before you get in, you're getting sniffed by a COVID sniffing dog. COVID
1: sniffing. So, not even a temperature check.
0: We're doing a no, no, no. It's a COVID sniffing dog. I'm assuming there's a temperature check as well. But now there's a COVID sniffing dog out there that's sole purpose in life is to sniff humans to see if they have COVID
1: to covid. Wow. I've never heard of that.
0: I didn't either. I thought it was a joke. And then I had a friend go, "No, that's actually real. It's been there been like they're working on you it." I thought
1: it was a joke. I was
0: like, "This is a joke. Like a dog <laughs> that sniffs covid?"
1: This is that fake news again, you know? I was <laughs> like, "This is ESPN.
0: this is not real. This is fake. I'm sniff- covid sniffing dog." Covid sniffing so dog.
1: So then Man, now you know the worst, the worst is when you're at the airport, you're you're ready to travel, you know, you have your boarding pass and it's always like a like a German Shepherd.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. It's the worst.
1: That's there. And, and you kind of, you know, beautiful dogs. Beautiful to, dogs. Them, and then you, you have the do not pet all over it. And you're like, man, I just want to pet the dog. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm thinking the opposite. I'm going, before I go to the, the airport, I'm like, I got to take a nice shower, smell really, really good, because I don't want this, like, dog to smell me, smell, like, smell me being bad, smell bad, right. a bad smell, and start barking at me for no reason. And then I get, like, <laughs> Randomly frisked by the cops. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I want to take a shower. That's why I always take a shower before I go to the the airport, just so the do- <laughs> so the dogs don't bark at me.
1: Oh my gosh! But now there's a COVID well, dog. Safe,
0: so the COVID dog. Now there's a COVID dog, and would goes, "That's so sad. Like the dog was trained his whole life for COVID. I go, I don't think that's the case." <laughs> COVID just started, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it works. If you're listening out there and you know how COVID dogs work, please let me know because I have zero idea. <laughs> I just know we that we should the, do a
1: call in. If you have any information on the COVID dogs,
0: please call us at because <laughs> I want to know if I can go to these heat games or not.
1: Man. Like, and you, could you imagine if a COVID dog inaccurately, I guess. Yeah, like what if a dog doesn't like <laughs> your face
0: or something? He doesn't like the way you look. <laughs> and He just barks at you. I go, wait, I. I I don't have COVID so I don't know but you know what I thought was interesting Since we're on this topic I, ran, I, f- I found a friend of mine Not a friend an acquaintance of mine had um, A 30th birthday party At the Boca Raton Resort And She had A lot of people there And I was like oh shoot that's That's not safe like what Later on we find out that There's like now um, What are those called like testing centers that go to events and do rapid testing an hour prior to the event so you go to this event you take the rapid test and just see if you're negative or positive that way you're quote-unquote safe so i thought that was kind of neat
1: that is kind of neat it's like yeah
0: come to the event but be here an hour early because you got to get tested for covid if you have covid you got to leave and if you don't have covid you're fine
1: wow You know, it's interesting with the the COVID dogs, um, you go into Disney World or the theme parks, it's a temperature check. Yeah. Um, So it's interesting. I don't know. Maybe they'll eventually go with the COVID dog, I guess. I I don't know.
0: I just, I've been, listen, I'm so upset. I've been wanting to go to Disney for a year now. I was supposed to go for my birthday last year. I was saving up money to go to the Star Wars, look at Galaxy's Edge. I was going to leave there, $1,000 down the hole. I was (laughs) going to be okay with it. I had my plan. I had my budget set, thanks to Davey Ramsey. Had my Star Wars envelope going, you know, two lightsabers, a
1: A Star Wars envelope.
0: I did. I had because it's expensive. So I was going to buy a Kylo Ren lightsaber. Okay. And I was going to go to Savi's workshop and create my custom lightsaber and get all the accessories possible, like every single kyber crystal, get the nice holding bag for it. I was going to do, I was going to go all in and then we couldn't go because Disney was closed. So Kim ended up buying me the Kylo Ren lightsaber, so that was a win because I don't have to spend money. There
1: you go, there you <laughs>
0: yay! Go. But now I still have—I still want to go to Savi's and get my my custom built lightsaber, and so I'm just waiting for the day that I'm allowed to go to Disney.
1: I mean, you're allowed to go now.
0: I know, but but I don't want to wear a mask. You
1: have to wear a mask I, everywhere.
0: I know that's the problem. Like I don't have a problem with it. It's just like have you, have you imagined? I, I haven't re- worn it for. Here's the thing: I have no problem wearing a mask. I do have a problem if I have to walk around the hot sun for like eight hours with it.
1: Right? Uh, yeah. It, it does. It does get pretty warm, and you probably wear a ball cap, right? Yeah. And I
0: have a. And I have yeah, a beard.
1: Yeah. And what?
0: And I have a beard, so that gets even warmer. A beard? Yeah. Like, look at this thing. Like
1: a uh, beard. Okay.
0: <laughs> like, like a mask on there. Like, oh uh. yeah. So the I have, beard does
1: make it more challenging. I
0: have yes. no problem wearing a mask, like going inside, going to places. I have no problem, but I feel like going to like Disney and having to wear it every single minute would be a little challenging. But that's just me. I don't know. So I'm gonna wait a little bit longer.
1: To each his own. Well, and right. hang in there. I think if you can, if you can, you know, kind of. Deal with it and do it, man. Go and get your stuff, man. I think that's great.
0: I'm gonna try. I wanna I'm learning a picture I'm, here for the audience. I'm practicing every day wearing it longer and longer. So maybe I can I can actually go, hey, I can do it this time and I'll just go. I don't know. We'll see. But I am excited. I, I I'm. it's cool like yeah, it's cool to see things coming back, sports coming back, um, events coming back. I think it's cool. It's been yeah, it's almost great. been almost a year, right? Like next it, it month.
1: it will probably. quickly yeah, about about March, late February, March is when things started to really yeah. heat up. So yeah, we're quickly approaching here, which is crazy.
0: Yeah, we were talking the other day. Uh, I was with my family, and we we're talking about, oh yeah, we went to. We haven't we like I think Kim said something about we haven't done something in about two years, and my dad's like, no, it's only been like a year. And I look at him and say, Hey, don't forget, 2020 existed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We just kind of pretended everything. And did. he goes,
0: "Oh, that's right. I forgot about 2020. You're right. It's been two years." I'm like, "That's right. It has been two years." <laughs> so
1: it's it's like Michael Jordan's run with the Wizards. We we know it's there. We just don't but talk about don't really it. We don't talk about it. We just
0: that was that. how I met Michael Jordan, though. Like in when I moved to the US, didn't meet through the Wizards. Yeah, but that's how I was introduced to Michael Jordan through the Wizards.
1: Oh, uh, okay. So you missed the whole Chicago Bulls run. Yeah,
0: yeah. In Brazil, we we didn't only watch basketball. I knew people. I mean, I was too young. I was like six five six seven at most so i didn't i wasn't really into it um i, I watched space jam <laughs> that was my jam that was my favorite movie 100 percent. but i didn't really understand chicago and stuff but i watched him play for the wizards nice which is okay he wasn't the greatest but he was the best
1: It it, it is what it is he had um, one job then he comes he back.
0: had one job to come back and take <laughs> okay. the Wizards. He's not. He's no Tom <laughs> Brady. He's no Tom Brady. Tom Brady would have taken him to the Super Bowl.
1: Wow! And that's when you lost the other portion of the of the show. They left. The- no, that's called that's <laughs> called coming
0: full circle. We started talking about Tom Brady, and now we finished talking about Tom Brady.
1: <laughs> Excellently played. Ha! <laughs> take that! Take that! Good job.
0: Good
1: yeah. Job. <laughs> hey, so so let's jump in. So for you uh, listening audience, so this is episode.
0: Five, five. Wow,
1: we've made it. Episode
0: five. Episode five. five. We're almost in double digits.
1: Almost, almost. We're halfway to double digits. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So today's topic: six ways to know if you have a critical spirit. So we're going to be talking about having a critical spirit, having a critical heart, uh, ways to combat that, ways to identify whether man that is you. Um, Matthew chapter seven verses one to two. I think we were there a couple of weeks ago when we talked about worry. So Sermon on the Mount. And so Jesus is talking to the disciples. There's a crowd around him listening on, and he's going to go in and he's going to say, judge not that you be not judged for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. Mm-hmm. So in other words, only judge others by the standard we want to be judged by, right? Yeah. Because judgment is like a boomerang. Once you throw it out, it comes right back and hits you right back in the face again.
0: Oh, yeah. It's good. It's a boomerang. So,
1: so it's, it's absolutely a boomerang. So that's, that's kind of what had happened. So before we move forward, uh, here's, here's a ground rule. When we talk about being critical, we're never talking about a critical mind, right? We are to always have a critical mind, we are to never have a critical heart. Mm-hmm. So it's the critical mind versus the critical heart. The critical mind would say things always could be better. Like uh, our, our country, the workplace, our health, yeah. our families, our spiritual life, you know, uh, our finances. Sure. There's always, there's always room. There's always room for improvement. We always want to have a critical mind of how to do things better with excellence. However, we are never to have a critical heart. The critical heart is never open for feedback. The critical heart is never open for other people's ideas. The critical heart says it's my way or the highway. Um, so we want to protect ourselves from the critical heart. Always have a critical mind, but never have a critical heart.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because you mentioned the beginning critical spirit. And so I go, what's the, So I was actually one of the questions I had was, what's the, what's the difference? So you kind of just hit on that on the head.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I would kind of, that's, that's twofold. I think that that's kind of... The same package. When we talk about the critical spirit, I think that's, your heart is, is in the original language of the soul, your personality, it's the you of you. It's, it's the center of who you are. Mm-hmm. And so I think when it comes to the spirit, the critical spirit, that'll be, that'll be you. That'll be you as an entity, as, as a person, as a, a body, a soul, a spirit, you know? So I think that's, that kind of carries into the same kind of playing field. Right. Yeah. So let's jump in. So six ways to know if you have a critical spirit. So let's see how we do. Let's do some self-diagnosis. I, I did
0: myself. this already, and I I will tell you right You're now. It's check, 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 check.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> we'll we'll jump in. Number one. How do you know if you have a critical spirit? Number one, if most of your conversations are negative. If most of your conversations are negative.
0: What do you mean now, by that? The, the huh? What do you mean by that?
1: Well, you have. A choice in conversation. So when you are in conversation with people, uh, it is very easy to be tempted to talk negatively about anything, really. Because you could say, for instance, you can go watch Groundhog Day. You can come back or next show, because that's your homework assignment and you're going to watch it before the next show. Thank you. And and you can, you're welcome. You're, You're welcome. And you could say, man, I saw Groundhog Day, that Bill Murray he's just full of baloney. I I did not like that movie whatsoever. He didn't do it for me. Right. Right. So then you can go into the reasons why you think that it's so right. So I, I think, and that's, that's okay. You're kind of critiquing, but what happens is we get critical with other people. We get critical with other things, with other entities, with organizations, when it comes to the matter of, uh, maybe your team or your uh, place of employment with coworkers, and so if everything you say is negative, I'm talking about everything you say. Oh, okay, you might have a critical spirit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes more sense. So don't check. <laughs> <laughs> For me,
1: it's like a, a half a check. It's like a half.
0: It's like the start of the check. It's like tick, not the full.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, I, I think you know. Good rule of thumb. You know, um, I think. Privately, we correct. Privately, we confront. Mm-hmm. Publicly, we always praise. Now, within reason, of course, within things not being
0: right, yeah, biblical, sure.
1: unethical, unmoral. You know, when there, when it comes to those matters, you know, mm-hmm. yes, you dress. Um, but I, I think it's critically one-on-one. Privately, we approach that person and say, "Hey, look, blah 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 blah." Or, or maybe you're bringing up some kind of conflict, but publicly, uh, we are not to do that,
0: right? And I, in front of other people, I've, I've, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been known to do stuff like that. So I've, I've learned in the last couple of years, couple of years, so maybe COVID, so maybe like a year and a half or so, to have opinions but keep them to myself unless asked about them by someone. That way, I don't start any negative conversations. I. I started. I started doing that. I don't know if that's the right way to do that, but it's better than just having a bunch of opinions and being very, like you know, just open about them. Just if someone has, right. if someone, uh, if I'm if I'm off topic, let me know. You're the guy. But oh, no, if, no, okay. if okay. like something I I I see that I don't agree with, I'm not gonna talk about it unless asked by the person that did it. Like, hey, what do you think of XYZ? And I go, yeah, well, thanks for asking. This is what I think about X Y Z, but I'm never gonna go to other people or start up conversations about it, talking about it being negative and things like that.
1: Right. No, absolutely. I, I, you know, and I think when it comes to negative conversations of other people, like when you are critically, you know, you are bashing somebody, you're, you're criticizing somebody to other people and you can begin to have side conversations about people, whether it's uh, a boss, maybe somebody you're serving, maybe somebody at church, somebody at work, somebody in the office, Mm -hmm. Um, once you begin to go negative with somebody, it's always hard to go back. (laughs) Yeah. And and so you have to really guard it because once you kind of step foot into it, I found myself in that kind of situation. You know, everybody does. You find it kind of that person going critical about somebody else to you and not to that other person. Mm -hmm. And you kind of feel it going south and you bring it right, you bring it right back Back out. out And And you
0: realize, and that person stops trusting you. So like anything that you anything that, you know, any opinion that you might have that isn't related to that person, they're going to not really listen to you and not really bring you into the loop of things. Because if everything you do is uh, negative about them or things that they do, um, they're going to keep you out of the loop.
1: Right. Well, you know that old saying, drama follows drama. (laughs) (laughs) And so what happens is don't be surprised if those drama quote unquote, drama, people go Mm -hmm. to you for critical talk. And when you don't entertain it, they won't come to you anymore because you're looking for people that are, that will listen, that will also interject and jump into their conversation. So if you find the person that's always like, man, drama, 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 they're always in the drama, no matter where they go. Mm -hmm. It's probably because you're entertaining the drama, you're entertaining the negative, the critical talk. So man, if most of your conversations go that way, you might Deal or struggle with a critical spirit. Uh, number two, if you find yourself one-upping other people's good news or bad news,
0: hold on. I read that and I was like, wait, how do you one up someone's bad news? Uh, I was super confused by that.
1: Yeah, I mean that can happen in conversation. You can you can one up the good news. You can also one up the bad news. And you know, well, I you know I failed this test. I failed this exam well, man, you know, my dog died and my car broke down and I found out I had yeah. two cavities. I need a root canal. And, you know, it's it's always somebody who's going to be there to say, my situation's worse than you. Got it. You know, um, sometimes that's not always the best. The, man, I understand, um, sometimes it's not always helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and also on the other token, you, you could be the person that, you know, could say, I had this happen. I I came and I, and I had this experience and I had, you know, I, I had this accomplishment, this achievement, this promotion, whatever. And then there you are. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I had that promotion like three years ago. Yeah. My kid finally made the honor roll. Oh man, my kid's been on honor roll since like first grade, <laughs> you know? <sighs> um, those kinds of things where it's always one upping, one blessing. Um, and that's always can can be it's very indicative of well insecurity, but it's also, man, hurtful, harmful for the person that's receiving it as well.
0: Yeah. Got that. Makes sense.
1: All right, so number three uh if you six ways to know if you have a critical spirit, number three if you have a hard time celebrating other people's wins
0: mm, that's a big one
1: if if you are that person that just has a hard time celebrating somebody
0: that's a yeah <laughs> that's a good one um how do you i guess I would say how would you realize that you're having a hard time doing something like that?
1: If you have a hard time celebrating other people,
0: yeah, like how do you um, like what if I like for example, don't see myself as like yeah i I don't have a hard time with this, but how do what if you do and you don't even realize you have a hard time
1: well, you gotta ask yourself the question why 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 is that what what is it about you now if you do some digging mm-hmm. uh you're gonna find jealousy, <laughs> you're gonna find fear, um you know. Some something in you that was triggered, you know. I think that person that that has a hard time celebrating other people's wins can be very harmful, not to the person who's, you know, deserving to be celebrated, right. but to the person who's sitting on the jealousy. The having a hard time congratulating the other time, having a hard time looking at the person and saying, man, you know, being happy for a friend, if a friend gives you some good news and you just say, man, Mm -hmm. I'm just so happy for you. I'm not going to one up you. I'm not going to say, you know, man, I'm so glad that you got, you know, the free pass to Disney today. I tell you the time I got the free pass to go to to the super bowl, you know, (laughs) VIP pass and got to meet everybody. Like that's not my time to do that. That's my time to, to celebrate you and say, man, that's great. Um, uh, the graduation of, you know, a college degree, gradu- graduating from school or some kind of accomplishment, some mm-hmm. kind of an honor where um, I'm able to say it's not my time to shine right now. It's yours. And yeah. I'm OK with that.
0: Right, and that, I think that comes also with realizing um, who you are as well, because if you get to a point where you can't really celebrate other people's success because you're always comparing yourself to them. I think we talked about this in the previous show. You know, we're always comparing ourselves and trying to make sure that we're better than everybody. And we can't uh, celebrate with people when they do good because we wanted to be where they are. I think I mentioned this. um, Yeah, that's coming back to me. We mentioned this a couple episodes ago when I was talking about the interns that I would intern. And now they're working where I wanted to work and stuff like that. And so it's it's very it's number three is a very hard one, especially if you feel like you are deserving of what that other person got. Because you got to go back and have, you know, the hard conversation with yourself and say, it's not about me. It's about them. And be be okay with what, you know, God decides to do for your life.
1: Absolutely. And back to what you were saying, back to that point of how do you know um, that? I think that number three, having a hard time celebrating other people's wins is subtle. I think it happens. It creeps in. And you will rationalize it and you will use a statement like this. Must be nice. (laughs) You know, Mm. you hear somebody's good news and say, must be nice. I mean, they don't have kids. They don't have a mortgage. They're not married. They have money. They have the time. Oh, it must be nice. Yeah, it must be nice to have a truck like that. It must be nice to have a vehicle like that. Mm. must be nice to have an opportunity like that.
0: That's a good one. Okay. I, so, so that word, so, so that kind of like that word must be nice is also a, a way to, to gauge on if you're celebrating with others or not. That's a good point. I didn't realize that. Didn't think about that one.
1: Absolutely. So that, if that creeps up in your heart, huh, yeah, must be nice. <laughs> you know, you um, got to have to examine that. Say, what's going on in my heart right now? Mm-hmm. What's, what's going on in the, on the inside? So that's number three. Number four, if you focus more on what can go wrong, Okay. Mm -hmm. If you focus more on what can go wrong. Now, I think self-preservation is kind of a natural thing. You know, there's things you're wired to really to not harm yourself, to hurt yourself. So it's kind of, for some people it's, it's, you know, uh, they see a situation, they run, you know, they're very protective of situations to not make themselves vulnerable. Uh, But I think if you can be, if you are the person who's over-consumed of, yeah, I can do this or this could happen, but it's going to fail. It's going to fall. You begin to self, self-doubt yourself and then to eventually you'll be doubtful of other people. I, I think when we talk about being critical, it's not just with other people. I think it's also with yourself.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, I think people, I mean, people, I think I do that a lot. I always focus more on what can go wrong. And say, well, let's try to do this. Yeah, but what if it doesn't work? It's always that "what if," right? I think that word right there, "what if," is the one that probably gets me the most. Always talking about imagining the "what if," and you kind of you kind of lose a lot of, I feel like, opportunities at times because of you know focusing on what can go wrong instead of being positive and thinking of the things that can go that can go right.
1: Absolutely, and and I think that's good. You have to plan. You have to have preparation, right? There has to be some planning. John Maxwell would call this the the meeting before the meeting, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you absolutely need to do that. If you're going to go on a road trip, it's probably wise to fill up your gas tank. It's probably wise to have your AAA card. It's probably yeah. wise to maybe have a bottle of water, have some caffeine, and have some coffee with you. Mm-hmm. It, it'd probably ha- be helpful to know where you're going. Yeah whether it's Google maps or anything else, you know, you don't just kind of willy nilly just, well, I'm just going to go drive. Where are you going? I don't know. Well, have fun. <laughs> you want to come? No. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's good to have those things in plan and have those things in order. Uh, planning is always good. Scheduling is always good. But I think oftentimes we can get in our own way and not only just be critical with other people, but we can be critical with ourselves and think about, man, no use doing that road trip. I'm going to get a fly tire. I used to that road yeah. trip. I'm going to get lost. And that, that can really keep somebody immobilized once they start to criticize themselves
0: that way Yeah, it also becomes a you know a a negativity issue you you just become so negative that people don't want to be around you it comes to a point that people don't want to be around you because if everything you focus on is what can go wrong on something or things that you know for example like oh we should try this some this new place yeah but you know it's not really good on google reviews (laughs) or something i don't know uh, people just don't want to be around you because you're going to be known as a negative Nancy, the the person that's always complaining about things. And I don't think that's what you know. We are called to be as Christians. We should be the ones that see the positive and the good, even even the, even though we even though there is a lot of bad. But you know, I personally am trying to be rather be I rather be known as the person that thinks everything can go right, than the person that is just negative.
1: Right. No, that's that's good. And I think, you know, with being critical, like you said, a negative Nancy, isn't that, is that what you said? Yeah. End quote. Um, so being that negative Nancy, being the somebody that's critical, oftentimes what I've found is super critical people don't know that they're critical. Yeah. So what happens oftentimes, and this always amazes me, hearing highly critical people talk about somebody else and say, man, that person is the most critical person I've ever met. <laughs> And that's when you're like, dude, that's hilarious. You're the most critical person I've ever met. So, so usually when you're critical, you don't really know it, but everybody else does. Believe me, everybody knows that you're critical. That will be your reputation. People will know you by that.
0: Mm. But it's
1: funny that the person who is critical usually does not know that they're critical.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: That usually is a a friend or if you're married, that's usually a spouse uh, (laughs) that can maybe help you help guides you and direct you in the right uh, in the right direction right yeah. so so number 4 uh, excuse me that was number 4 number 5 if you justify yourself as a realist if oh, you justify yeah. yourself as a realist now let me let me explain what that what that looks like you're the person that would always say i'm just saying just saying mm-hmm. i mean da 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 just saying which as if that just saying just kind of is a blanket you know, it's okay. Cause you said, just saying it's like the, the back in the nineties, back in the day and you start text messaging and add LOL uh, and LOL yeah. kind of covers a or multitude like, of sin, but it really doesn't.
0: Or kind of saying like, um, no offense, but which really means I'm going to offend you really hard right now, but I said no <laughs> offense. So you okay. shouldn't be offended
1: or the, I'm sorry, but
0: every time there's a <laughs> but involved, it's always been- <laughs>
1: Yeah, keep your butt out of there, man. That is not good. That is just not the thing you want to say. Um, <laughs> but um, I think, you know, um, if you are that type of person that says that, just saying. Um,
0: or even you know, just saying, I'm be just a being thing. a realist.
1: Yeah, I'm just being a realist. I've heard a lot of yeah, people yeah. say that. I'm just,
0: I'm, just, I'm just being a realist. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, whatever. Sounds good. And then
1: when you confront and say, man, you you tend to be very critical. No, I'm not. I'm a realist. I'm a realist, realist. yeah. That's deb- I think that's definitely one.
0: No, I I hear that one a lot from people. Not not about me. Relax, guys. Not about me. But I hear that I hear that about I hear I hear people say, oh, I'm not I'm not being negative. I'm just being a realist. Like, okay, well, how about trying to be more happy or godly. Yeah. Cause <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's the one. <laughs> that, yeah. Why don't you be more godly and stop being so negative all the time?
1: And uh and number six, number six, the last one. Six ways to know if you have a critical spirit. Number six. If most of your social media posts are negative. (laughs) (laughs) What do
0: you, what do you, what do you mean by that? I think that like, I don't know. What do you, what do you mean by that one? Like everything you post is negative.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's people that, um, that, you know, people sometimes would want attention Mm -hmm. and they want people to know. And I'm not saying not to be authentic. I'm not saying don't be transparent. I'm saying there's a time and a place to be transparent. If you're part of a small group at church
0: that's the place you to do it.
1: accountability partners. Yeah. What was that?
0: Yeah. If you, if you have a small group of church, that's the place to be authentic.
1: Right. Or, not, or, or, yeah. friend or, you know, family, you know, to, to be that place where you're vulnerable with your authentic, but, and I'm not even saying po- politics, let's remove politics from this completely. Okay. Yeah, let's pretend sure. that that was not a factor at all. I'm not even, mm-hmm. I'm not even talking about politics. I'm just yeah. talking about just in, in nature, just overall a post that's always, always, always critical. Um, you have to ask yourself, why is that? Scripture would say, um, "Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks." So you have mm, to ask yourself, yeah. why, why is that? What what is what is in the heart? What is what is happening internally? Why does it always come out like that?
0: And the problem is, if if, if that's if that's if that's what you do, just post negative things in social media all the time, you're not really talking to someone. You're just spewing your negativity into other people because you're not because you're not going to let people speak life into you. You're going to think that you're, like we mentioned before, it's your weird highway. And so you're not going to be able to, you're just posting things for the sake of posting. And then you have like hundreds of like st- statuses, I guess you'd say on social. And every time someone tries to speak some life, you go and delete it.
1: Right. Right. And, and you know, I, you know, and when it comes to social media, you and I both know that that is the biggest facade on the planet. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, here's the highlights of my life. Here's yeah. my kids behaving. Here, <laughs> here's when they get good grades in school not when they get disciplined. Here is, you know, I'm at the restaurant, the nice thing that I'm eating, and I post a picture of it. I'm not posting the Taco Bell I just got from the drive through You know, it's, 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 it's not some, real.
0: Some people would post a Taco Bell, okay?
1: Yeah, they, like, <laughs> yeah, like uh, I like five layer my, burritos. I'd post look. my
0: chalupa supreme on there.
1: Do it, I'd, do it, do buddy. it. <laughs> But it's always when people post, it's typically it's the top ten. It's typically not the bottom. hundred oh, percent.
0: It's your highlight reel. Uh,
1: and so, and so, social media is just kind of it's a newer version. Our generation's way of keeping up with the Joneses.
0: Yeah, for sure. Everything, everything on social media is fake. I've gotten you. I've gotten to learn that a lot. And at this point I realized that and I don't really even bother. Like most of the time I only scroll through social media to see news or to see like sports things or to see my friends because I know what, who they are. It's like, Oh, that's what they're up to. But like, it's so fake. Everyone has, everyone's always having such a great time and you go, man, I wish I could do that. But then you don't see all the stuff that they do in the background. That isn't what they are showing. So it's always important to remember that, and I th- I think I talk to, I talk about I talk about that all the time to people, even even like you know the, the kids I talk to the youth group and things like that. It's like, hey, you know, it's it's stop judging your behind the scene footage with everybody's highlight reels.
1: Mm, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. I, I think people, life is life, and there's a season for everything. There's highs and lows, um, and sometimes we forget. I think social media has kind of removed the. You see, the, you see the, good, the picture of the family smiling and laughing in the cabin yeah. for Christmas, but you didn't see the monster fight they had in the van two on the way se- there. Or
0: two seconds beforehand to get the photo to work.
1: Right. Yeah, just to get, just to get everybody to smile. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I remember hearing uh, a couple years ago, a friend of mine was at a pastor's conference. And he loves John Piper, loves John Piper. He's read all his books and, and Piper's a, t- Piper's a deep guy. Yeah. And so John Piper, so he's in line to go get his lunch. Uh, my friend was uh, just a couple people behind him and he's just watching like, what does John Piper eat? Right. And John Piper ordered a pepperoni pizza. <laughs> and my friend was like, Oh my gosh, John Piper eats pizza. I'm like, dude, yeah, he eats pizza. He's a guy. I mean, pizza
0: he's is theologically the sound. That's it why. is.
1: It is. Especially pepperoni. <laughs> and so I think actually cheese, cheese is the way to go. But, um, you know, I think sometimes the aura of a, of a person, of a situation, of oh, yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
1: a circumstance, you're like, wow. And you're thinking they eat pizza. <laughs> you know, it's they're, they're everyday people. They fight with their spouse. They have bad days. They get cranky, they get irritable. They have just days that just don't go right. And, um, and that's okay. I think that's your, are journeying through that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, we, we, we sometimes as as people put so much put people that we don't know in pedestals, like especially people that like sports. We put a lot of athlete athletes on pedestals, like oh Tom Brady or Dwayne Wade or LeBron, whatever whoever it is. You know, and you forget that at the end of the day, they're just regular people. You know, uh two years ago, two yeah, two years ago, um we had Chad Johnson play for for the soccer team that I work with. And it was crazy to have him with us every other day of the week because we realize that they really are he really is just a regular person who just happens to be really good at catching footballs. You know, he, he likes McDonald's, he eats McDonald's. He he's very cheap, um <laughs> but he is a regular person. He has feelings, he gets upset, he gets angry. He, he's he, Ocho Cinco? Yeah, Ocho Cinco, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and he he loves he loves people. He hates people. He gets in fights, and I think that breaks down the barrier of realizing, man, people on social or even famous people they're just regular people. They they put their pants on the same way you do. They put one foot in after the other. Uh, that that's the best way to think about it. I'm like they're just like you. Only difference is that they're better at one thing than you are. You no, know? in, in the case right. of Cinco, he's better at catching footballs than you. Other than right. that, he's just a regular person <laughs> right?
1: who likes McDonald's and gets in fights. Yeah.
0: All the time. You know, that a I'll take the back. He's like, he's a really good guy, which is, which is interesting because yeah. you don't really realize how nice some of these people really are deep down and right. you, you get to meet them and spend time with them. Like, yeah, no, they're really caring people, which is completely different from what, uh, you know, The news or stuff, stuff like that, tells you about that person. When I, when he first started coming, go, oh man, we gonna have some trouble because he's like a bad apple. He's always getting in fights. He's always like getting kicked out of false teams and stuff like that. But no, he was a, he was a sweetheart. If you can see, if you can call it that way, super nice Nice. guy.
1: Yeah. So, man, Pedro, let's land the plane on this. So, let's say you heard these six things and you thought, man, I'm a six out of six. I'm a five out of six. I'm a four out of six. Hey, speaking on transparency. Uh, we would all probably score six out of six, right?
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. I don't know about the whole – if most of my social media posts are negative, I don't know about that. I got to go back and look. But for sure, five out of six, 100%. Yeah. Maybe six out of six. I got to go back and check.
1: Maybe, maybe, maybe the six out of six. But if that's you and, and you're listening to this, you're in the listening audience, and, and you're probably thinking, man, the, ouch, ouch, uh, know that you're not alone, uh, know that yeah. – uh, while putting a list together, while talking about it just now, you're thinking, "Man, oop, that's me, that's me, that's me." Mm-hmm. So it's not like two people that have arrived. We're just two guys that like Star Wars wrestling. We love Jesus, and we are about helping each other be better and helping others be better too.
0: Yeah.
1: So on that note, what do we do? What do you do if you have a critical spirit? I would say number one, why you have to ask that question. Why absolutely pray, spend some time uh, with your heavenly Father, discuss see what's going on with the heart. Number two, um, I would, and this would sound cheesy. This might sound corny, uh, but this is absolutely a good idea. If you're somebody who's over the top critical, man, keep a a log, a journal, Mm -hmm. write down the things that you're grateful for, write down your health, um, uh, your family, um, the ability that you live in a place with running water, that there's always food available to you. Um, If you have a job that you have a job, if you're in transition that you are having, uh, you know, that, that possibility to get a job that you even have the option to do so, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, there's always things to be grateful for and just to look for those things that you're grateful for. Number three, don't entertain it. (laughs) Don't entertain it. We were talking about how critical people don't know that they're critical. Uh, And when people try to be critical towards other people with you or situations with you, uh, not to be that person. That's just going to be part of the toxic environment. Uh, Cause that's what it is. When all a bunch of critical people get together, that area is just toxic. That's a toxic <laughs> environment that nobody wants to be a part of. Yeah. Uh, but I would say once that person, that situation comes to you, mm-hmm. don't entertain it. We change the subject, we rise above and say, look, I, I will not have any part of this. Mm. And uh, I've done that. And that's kind of not fun. It can be awkward. Uh, but drama follows drama. Watch how the drama kind of goes away because yeah. you don't entertain it. Mm.
0: Very good points today, Roger. Um, those six ways to keep, um, to know if you have a critical heart, a uh, critical spirit, not heart, critical spirit. Um, very good points. You know, I I don't even have anything to add to it because you, you 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 landed the plane so smoothly that it was kind of like there was no chance for uh <laughs> for, for for something. It was just perfect. Yeah, you know, and because and yeah. you know, the only question I had for you was, hey, how do you how how do you um combat like combat critical uh, having a critical spirit? And you went down three three points on how to do that. I think that's very good, and I think people um, sometimes don't realize that they have a critical spirit. And maybe this this episode was it was like a a gut a wrenching episode. Like, hey, I realized, like, oh shoot, that 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 kind of stung a little bit because we all face these kind of things one time or another in our lives. We might not be one through six all the time, we might be one through six w- once in a while. So sometimes right. we might just always try to one up somebody's good news or sometimes we might just have a hard time celebrating other people. Um, you know, it's not, I don't think I correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think all six together is what makes it a critical spirit. I think either one of these six will kind of be a warning sign that you have a critical spirit.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the, that's the kind of the, the check engine light <laughs> mm-hmm. that that'll come up. And so, I mean, nobody's perfect. Nobody bats a thousand. Um, but yeah, I mean, when these things come up, we deal with it. We address it. Where is this coming from? Uh, Lord, let's have some diagnosis questions. Well, yeah. Why am I feeling this? You know. Um, but I think it's definitely something to be aware of because I, I think critical people mm-hmm. add to a toxic environment. That happens in schools. That happens in churches, youth groups, businesses, yeah. offices. Yeah. so it it could be once it's out of hand it could be very bad for sure
0: for sure Roger great episode today with six ways to get uh, to know if you're a critical spirit Um, thank you so much for just dropping so much knowledge with us today on the on the episode it was was a great one
1: man it was I I loved it you had one job and you did a great job
0: Pedro
1: (laughs) you knocked it out of the park
0: (laughs) well guys it's gonna wrap up another episode of Roger Speaks thank you so much for listening to the episode and I hope you found this episode beneficial if you have share it with your friends you know Spotify Apple Podcasts um, or wherever you listen to your podcasts um, we're on all pretty much all the platforms right now but yeah make sure to follow us on, the, on those on those platforms and Roger how can they reach you if they want to talk to you more about Critical Spirits
1: absolutely uh, we are on our church website you can look us up on our church website ebclakeland.com uh, you can also look us up rogerspeaks.com as well and feel free to drop me a message there. And I'd love to be in correspondence with you. And if there's anything that we can do to help to resource you, uh, absolutely, please let us know.
0: Awesome. All right, Roger. That's going to wrap it up for us today. Thank you so much for another episode. And we'll be back uh, soon.
1: All right. See you all soon.
0: Take care.